talking to? You talking to? You talking to? The Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kids stealing, woo woo woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying. Episode number two, episode numero dos. Thanks to everybody who uh, checked out the first episode. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the uh, first episode of the podcast. If you have not heard it yet, uh, make sure you get online. Check it out on Podbean. You can check it out at uh, SoundCloud and available on Apple Podcasts. All right, so check it out. If you got your iTunes account ready to go, you paid your bill for Apple Music and all that good stuff, then you can get it squared away. All right, this is the News and Brews podcast. Which means that we're going to be uh, having some drinks while we do this. So if the slurring gets a little too much for you, by all means, just kind of sit tight, okay? Uh, it's just going to be me taking a drink. Hold on, I'm going to do it right now. Hold on. God damn, that's good. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I'm enjoying Budweiser. King of beers. The red and white can. Okay, the OG Bud Heavy. As we um, partake in this episode of unfiltered the news and brews podcast uh let's see here let's get started with joe biden ladies and gentlemen let's do the news part first all right this will be kind of quick uh former vice president joe biden announced late last week that he is running for the democratic nomination for president of these united states he put out a video in that video uh he's talking about uh, charlottesville and how the president said that there were good people on both sides and you know, basically throwing Donald Trump under the uh, under the proverbial bus to get his point across that he's going to be working for all Americans and not just his base, which is what is going on with the current president, uh, Donald Trump. Right. And on Monday, he held his first rally in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. And at that rally, he did his thing, kind of got out there and, you know, did his uh, speaking job. But Donald Trump is already attacking quote-unquote, sleepy Joe Biden for holding his uh, first campaign rally in Pennsylvania, where unemployment apparently is at its lowest rate in 50 years. Now, Biden spoke to a crowd of blue-collar voters who he uh, believes he can put, you know, who they can put him in the White House. He says, quite frankly, folks, if I'm going to be able to beat Donald Trump in 2020, it's going to happen here. Oh, shit. Joe Biden stepping up and saying he's the man that he can beat Donald Trump. Okay, just don't let him near your mom or your kids or your wife. As a matter of fact, fucking even you. Be careful when the vato comes up. Keep it at a handshake, Joe. The whole I don't know that this thing is going to leave him alone. This controversy with how affectionate he is with all the hugs. And even though he put out the speech, you know, I'm just that's the way it is. Everybody's like, no, no, Joe, that's fucking creepy, dog. Massages on my wife's shoulder and then. Oh, hey, what's going on, girl? You smell really good. Wow, what is that? You are? Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? A little creepy. Getting up in your kid's ear. Getting up in your wife's ear nice and close like that. 
a little creepy, all right? So Joe Biden, man, you know, you come to New Mexico, which is where I live here in Albuquerque, you'll get cut here in fucking Burke, bro. I'm telling you right now, Joe. You, you can be sleepy, Joe, to Trump. You can be creepy, Joe, to everybody else. But you're going to be muerto, Joe, if you come here to Albuquerque and do that to the women here, okay? Maybe not all the women. There are some women, I'm pretty sure, in Albuquerque that if you did that to them, they'd be like, oh, my God, he likes me. Mira nomás. He was the vice president. I went out to the parking lot. with you. You're going to find some of those here in Albuquerque. Let's keep, be completely honest, brother. Okay? If that makes you want to come here, that could be dangerous. Okay? On another note, President Donald Trump also has said that New Mexico, he believes, could become a battleground state for the Republicans. He's going to try coming here? You remember the last time Donald Trump came here when he was rallying to be president? There were riots in downtown Albuquerque because nobody wanted him here except the people that were inside the, the, the venue. Outside the venue, there was a riot going on. Oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Joe Biden and Donald Trump as we move forward in this campaign time. Okay. All right, moving on. Sad news from the world of entertainment. And I'm going to gripe about entertainment. All right, so let's get into the entertainment part of Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast. Uh, hold on. i got to give me another drink of beer. Hold on. God damn, that's good. Woo! Uh, sad news from the world of entertainment. Director, producer, writer, John Singleton is dead at the age of 51. He's taken off life support today, and uh, as we record this podcast on, uh, on Monday, he passed away, had a stroke, a massive stroke on the 17th of April, uh, and passed away today as I record this podcast. Uh, he will be sorely missed. For those of you who don't know, John Singleton burst onto the scene at the age of 24 when he put out a movie called Boys in the Hood, one of my favorite movies uh, of, the, of the entire 90s. It brought to light something that a lot of America had not ever seen before, which is the plight of the African-American community. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne was amazing in it. Ice Cube, rapper Ice Cube, was given a shot to act. Uh, he was very good in it uh, as well. And uh, he received, John Singleton did, two Oscar nominations for his remarkable uh, debut feature. Uh, he also did a Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, trust me, there was not a person in the 90s that did not know who John Singleton was, and he obviously brought that with him right up into the time of his death. He was 51 years old. In a statement, the family said John passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family and friends. We want to thank the amazing doctors at Cedar sinai Medical Center for their expert care and kindness, and we again want to thank all of John's fans, friends, and colleagues for all of the love and support that they showed him during this difficult time. Lawrence Fishburne, who, um, who plays the dad in Boys in the Hood and also plays a professor in the movie Higher Learning, worked with John Singleton on a lot of his movies. Um, believe it or not, a quick story. John Singleton met Lawrence Fishburne when John Singleton was a production assistant on Pee Wee's Playhouse back in 1986. For those of you who don't know, Lawrence Fishburne played Cowboy Curtis on that TV show, and that's how they met and eventually got Lawrence Fishburne to make those movies. Once again, at the age of 51, John Singleton, trailblazing writer-director of Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Too Fast, Too Furious, and many more, including Baby Boy. Forgot about Baby Boy. Taraji P. Henson and Tyrese Gibson. That's an odd one from about 2001. Snoop Dogg's in that movie, too. 
I hate you, Jody. Oh, I love you, Jody. Now, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about when I fucking say that, those two lines right there, I hate you, Jody. I, I love you, Jody. Then you ain't never seen Baby Boy. The most memorable in the whole goddamn it. You know, I know you're going to get up and make them tacos. <laughs> yeah, that was John Singleton, too. Baby Boy, goddamn. Uh, you know what? I got to see some of those movies, especially Boys in the Hood, one of my favorite movies from the 90s. Rest in peace, John Singleton, dead at the age of 51. Well, there was a party going on as we move on into sports. There was a party going on in Nashville, Tennessee, this past weekend. And it is called the 2019 NFL Draft. And apparently it was a memorable one. The annual three-day event hosted by Nashville, Tennessee. And Nashville delivered the most watched and highest-rated draft in history, supplanting record-breaking numbers from last year, just last year, in Dallas, Texas, shattering attendance figures greater than 600,000 fans all got there into Nashville, Tennessee, to check out the NFL draft. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said in a statement, he says the 2019 NFL draft was a tremendous continuation of the celebration of NFL's 100th season and an opportunity to welcome the next generation of stars. And, of course, that started with Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray taken number one overall by the Arizona Cardinals. This story just got more interesting and more interesting and more interesting. All right, so... For the longest time, before the draft started, it was all about whether Kyler Murray was going to go ahead and go to Arizona. They had hired Cliff Kingsbury, all right? And if you listen to my first episode of the podcast, you know that I don't know why the hell they actually hired a guy that has no prior coordinator or coaching experience in the National Football League. They hired him to be the head coach. Well, he runs a very similar system to what Kyler Murray was running at Oklahoma, all right? Kyler Murray wins the Heisman Trophy. Says he's not going to play baseball so he can concentrate on football. Something tells me that someone told Kyler Murray that they were going to take him number one overall. And that person was probably the GM of the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> and they, they made it clear. Look, we got already got Cliff Kingsbury. Don't play baseball. Promise us you're going to play football. We'll make you the number one pick. Well, that's what they did, except for one thing. Last year, they drafted another quarterback in the top 10. They moved up to get quarterback Josh Rosen. Now, that was a previous coach. We got a new coach now, so we don't need Josh Rosen. Well, what happens? They call everybody. They're, they're, they're trying to find out. They're trying to dump Josh Rosen any way they can. All right? Had a horrible rookie season. Coach got fired halfway through the season. Uh, he had a lot of interceptions. He had no offensive line to block for him. The fucker was running around for his life every week. Uh, got sacked numerous times, didn't have a great first year, but a lot of potential. Well, come to find out that I believe it was in the third round, second or third round, they finally dump him on the Miami Dolphins. Miami, congratulations. Josh Rosen is your new starting quarterback, or presumed new starting quarterback, all right? Now, Josh could have been a real dick. I know I would have been. You want to send me to goddamn Miami after what I fucking did for y'all? Fuck y'all. Fuck the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to goddamn do what I want. Fuck them. All right, I'm going to Miami. I'm going to rip this shit up. South Beach. I'm going to fuck y'all up. He didn't. Josh Rosen has a lot more class than I do. Josh Rosen, uh, George Rich. Oh, sorry. Hold on. That reminds me. I'm going to get more beer. Hold on. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Budweiser. I love you. Where was it? Oh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is a better person than I. He made a video, and he thanked everyone in Phoenix, everyone in Arizona, everyone in the Arizona Cardinals 
uh, organization, the coaches, the GMs, the owner for the opportunity. Uh, sorry it didn't work out, but I love you all. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, the dude was just fucking, he was just fucking orgasming all over that video about Arizona. You know? Oh, sorry, burp. And he was very happy to mention that he's going to be going to Miami. So Miami, you're going to get everything I got. I'm coming to work hard. And all the good stuff that you, oh, another burp. And all the stuff you fucking say, okay? A lot of people on television uh, today, because he posted this video on Saturday, and he was going to go to Miami a lot sooner, except he promised wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald that he would play in his celebrity softball game. He fucking, he, Josh Rosen had every right to go, you know what, I'm done here, y'all don't want me, I'm not doing shit for y'all, I'm taking off. He didn't. He said, I'll fly in the morning because I promised Larry Fitzgerald, my teammate, up until just a little while ago, I promised him that I'd be part of his celebrity softball game, and I'm going to attend. They gave him a round, a nice long round of applause when he got up there. He won the home run derby at the Larry Fitzgerald celebrity softball game. Uh, class act all the way around. And now that he's in Miami, he doesn't have to fight this whole, well, they treated you like shit. What are you going to, in Arizona, what are you going to do when now you, you come to Miami, you're going to talk shit, blah, blah, blah. He's already handled it. One video, and it's fucking done. Antonio Brown, you ever heard of shit like that? It's called class. Okay? When you left the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers, you demanded the trade and all this bullshit, and you go to the Oak, then you go to Oakland, Oakland slash Las Vegas, and you won't let shit go. You're fucking talking shit. You're doing all kinds of stupid stuff. Let it go, man. Josh Rosen has raised the bar to a level I don't think anybody in the in the National Football League can handle. I really don't think they can handle it. All right? So the draft continued. Kyler Murray taken number one by the Arizona Cardinals. Cleland Farrell, defensive tackle from, uh, from uh, Clemson, is who the Raiders took. Okay? They took him at four. A lot of people said that was quite a reach. And then fucking Dave Gettleman in the New York Giants. Dave Gettleman said, oh, is that a reach? Here, hold my fucking beer. Dave Gettleman, GM who fucked shit up in Carolina when he was there, is now in New York in charge of the Giants. And this guy's got the most annoying fucking New York New York accent right there. The, and I'm not even sure if I'm doing the right New York fucking accent. It's my Dave Gettleman bullshit, okay? This motherfucker. He fucking, <laughs> at six, in the first round, everyone had suggested, everyone had been talking about the fact that Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins was right there for him to take. He was convinced, Dave Gettleman was, that two teams was going to jump the New York Giants to take Duke quarterback Daniel Jones. So what does Gettleman do? Gettleman reaches and drafts quarterback Daniel Jones of Duke at number six. And the entire city of New York shit their pants. Then screamed at Dave Gettleman. They are mad in New York. They could have had Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins fell all the way to number 15, where the Washington Redskins happily picked him up to be their quarterback of the future. A lot of teams, every a lot of folks were scratching their heads. Everybody else pretty much fell where they could. Some guys fell here. Not a lot of reaches. Not too bad. Everybody did okay. Uh, the fucking New York Giants took a shit, though. Okay? And Giants fan, don't come for me. You look at your own fucking rankings. Everybody puts out grades. At the bottom of the list of everybody's overall grades on how the teams did, 
everybody from USA Today to Bleacher Report to Sports Illustrated to ESPN. Overall, Giants were at the bottom of the list of how teams did. They graded the lowest of any team uh, in this year's draft. Now, obviously, this is just strictly, this is all hearsay. Nobody's played a down yet. Josh Rosen can go to Miami and take a big shit there. Dwayne Haskins can suck for the Redskins. Okay? Kyler Murray could get injured in Arizona. There's all kinds of stuff that can go on. And Drew Locke, who ended up going later on to the Denver Broncos, could end up being the MVP. You just don't know. So you have to go, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. However, based on what everybody had done and all the research that these teams do going into the NFL draft, you have to think that the New York Giants laid a fucking egg when it comes to this draft. We shall see. New England Patriots ranked out number one. Number two was the Washington Redskins and how they did. Uh, they, they moved back up, uh, the Redskins did, from the second round. Uh, they moved up 20 spots to take Mississippi State defensive end Montez Sweat at number 26 in the first round. Sweat had dropped. Sweat was a top-five prospect. And then there was some news that came out about a heart condition that he had, and he started, his stock fell. And then it came out just this past weekend that maybe they had fucked up his his prognosis, so to speak. And teams were still a little leery. But the Redskins said, fuck it, we're going to jump up to 26. And they picked up Montez Sweat. And uh, we shall see. We'll see how that goes and works out for them. All right. Uh, let's see here. So the draft continued on, and it went on. Uh, one thing I want to make sure I mention, if you're going to go to Nashville next time, Roger Goodell, commissioner of the National Football League. Ixnay on the and bay on the age stay, okay? Live bands on stage. Rich Eisen of the, of the NFL Network, I think, wanted to fucking punch that band in the face. And every channel that you looked on, because this thing was on NFL Network, it was on ESPN, it was on ABC as well. Every network, the anchors, the reporters, the insiders, the people on the street, everywhere you went, there was live music being played, and it was difficult for them to hear. Rich Eisen had numerous, numerous complaints that he put in joke form uh, that he had about the live bands. I agree, too. It fucking annoyed me to have to hear these people. I'm trying to listen to what they're saying about, you know, this player, that player, and I'm having to fucking listen to goddamn Billy Joel songs being played in the background by, by some band from Nashville. Very, very odd. I didn't, I didn't really care for that. So next year when it's in Las Vegas, God damn it! if I hear fucking slot machines going off in the background while they're trying to talk, I'm going to get fucking mad, okay? I'm going to get Siegfried and Roy's fucking tigers to fucking attack some people. No, that's not, I shouldn't have. You know what? Never mind. Are they still alive? Siegfried and Roy, no? Todavia? Fuck it. Whatever. All right? So we'll see how it goes. Next year, the draft will be in Las Vegas. All right? So that is your sports section uh, recap, if you will, of the NFL draft that happened up uh, this past weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. All right, back to the world of entertainment. This is Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast. Oh, wait a minute. I said News and Brews. Hold on. That means i got to take another drink. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> mm, Budweiser. I like you. All right, we continue the world of entertainment. $1.2 billion motherfucking dollars. Worldwide opening weekend for Avengers Endgame. Congratulations to Marvel and Disney for all the money they made uh, this weekend. Everybody was eating fucking steak and lobster this fucking weekend. I'm telling you, Robert Downey Jr. was fucking stroking himself. All the Avengers were stroking themselves like, I'm the fucking man. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? 1.2 billion. It shattered every record. Practically every record, money-wise, was shattered by Avengers Endgame. The story of Thanos and uh, the fucking the Infinity Stones. Is that what they The rocks, the super-colored rocks. The fucking rocks on the hand glove thing. And explosions and fight scenes. No spoilers here, which is what I want to talk about. Look, I know that some of you had to work this past weekend. Some of you were late purchasing your tickets and theaters were sold out. I know some of you have kids and you couldn't find somebody to babysit your kids. All right, look, this rant is being brought to you by me and nobody else but me. If you didn't get a chance to watch it this fucking weekend, Quit bitching on social media about, don't post any spoilers. Don't post any spoilers. I have not seen it yet. Quit your fucking whining. Get to the goddamn theater and watch the movie. If it means that much to you that you can jump on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter and say, don't post any spoilers then the movie should matter enough for you to fucking go watch it opening weekend. And if you went and watched it and you're scared to post something because you you think you're going to get fucking raked over the coals for being a jerk for posting a spoiler, fuck that. Tell everybody what the fuck happened. If fucking Iron Man died, then you fucking say Iron Man died. If fucking, if, if Captain America's gay and fucking took it in the ass from Thor, you fucking tell people it was a beautiful scene. They did it so beautifully. The music was amazing in that scene. You fucking just just do it. Fuck all these people that come on here and go, Don't post any spoilers! Shut up! Get your ass to the goddamn theater. Okay? I've never griped about a movie coming out. That I'm like, nobody, no, 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 no. Don't tell me what goes on. I haven't seen it yet. That's not who I fucking am. If I like a movie enough, I will be there to watch it no matter what. Okay? <sighs> the new Star Wars, the last Star Wars, Episode 9, okay, is coming out in December. I guarantee you, once I'm able to buy tickets, I'm going to buy tickets for the first weekend. Now, I do have a rule. If it, you know, like the movie opened like on late Wednesday night or Thursday or whatever, and then you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, okay? That's three days minimum, you know, four if you go to the late opening shit, okay? Oh, through the weekend, through Sunday night, I agree. Don't spoil it because there's still people that still, it's opening weekend. They're going to go see it. Okay. But as I'm recording this right now, it's Monday after the movie came out. Fucking tell me everything then. Tell me, dog. Okay. Don't be a dick and do it during the weekend. But after the weekend's over, starting with the Monday after, go go and talk about it. You saw it. Other people had three days to fucking go in there and watch it on the goddamn, go to the theater. And watch the movie. Avengers Endgame. Oh, I fucking loved it when Black Widow fucking showed her tits. I fucking, oh man, Hulk and her got it on while he was still the Hulk. And he filled her with the green, mean, green machine. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Sorry, I just got the visual on that. I fucking had to stop for a second. I'm like, oh, that's gross. Gross! So I'm going to watch the new Star Wars when it comes out in December. But I'm going to be there the first weekend. So there's no spoiler problems for me. Because I care enough about the end of the Star Wars saga. That I'm going to make sure I'm there first weekend, so no spoilers. Hell, when The Force Awakens came out, 
I fucked up my own shit. I spoiled it for myself. I was sitting in my office at a radio station. It was the week of the movie coming being released. My family and I had been doing every episode on Blu-ray every night, one movie a night until The Force Awakens came out. Right? That means that for six nights in a row, we started with episode one, episode two, three, four, five, and six, all the way up to the end of Return of the Jedi on Thursday night because we we're going to go to the movies on Friday to watch Force Awakens, episode seven. So what do I do? I'm fucking in my office. I'm at work. And an article comes up that talks about this big thing going on with Force Awakens. And in bright, bright, red linked letters in the article, it said, spoiler, right here. Do not click if you don't want to know what happens. Of course you know what I fucking did. Like a dummy, I fucking clicked on it. And when I clicked on it, all it showed was an obituary for Han Solo. And I said, fuck. Fucking Solo dies in this movie? And then my friend Rico Rich, great young radio talent. All right, he works at a local radio station in Albuquerque called Radio Lobo, where they play the Spanish music. La música más buena de todo el mundo aquí, Radio Lobo. Rico, because I'm obviously like, what's the matter, dog? And I told him, I said, I fucked up. I uh, found this article. And I, uh, <laughs> I clicked on the link, dog. And he said, don't click on it if I didn't want to know. And so I click on it, dog. And now I know, dog. And Rico goes, oh, why did you do that, bro? And I'm like, I don't know. It was in bright red letters. Look. And I showed him the screen. And then he saw the bright red letters under in the link. You know, like the whole small letters, black, small black font letters as you're reading an article. And then all of a sudden, this huge fucking all red. Spoiler alert. Don't click here if you don't want to know. It was like the fucking, uh, what was the movie with the Sandra Bullock on Netflix? Don't look because you fucking end up doing stupid shit. Bird, the bird eye, or eye bird, bird fall, bird, bird call, bird, bird's eye, bird's eye food. You know what I'm saying? That movie. Fucking bird movie. Don't look. He saw it and went, oh, dog. And I'm like, I know. He goes, do you know what happened? I go, yeah. He goes, what do you think? I said, it's not good. We talked about it for a minute. I told him, I said, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to click on it unless you want to fucking really know. And he, told, he was like, oh, dog, I don't know. These, this is what spoilers do to you. You can't get exposed, man. Once you get exposed, you got to know if you care about the movie. And he goes, yeah, fuck it, dog. Go ahead, do it. And I go, are you sure? I had said like three times. He's like, no, do it, do it, do it. I clicked on it, and he goes, fuck, what did I say yes for? Fuck, bro, I can't believe it. Han Solo died. Now, guess what? I spoiled it for myself. But when I went to the movie theater, it's not like I walked in and they're like, hey, are you excited to see it? Oh, The Force Awakens. Are you excited to see it? No, because I know what happens in this movie. I spoiled it for myself. I don't even really want to watch, I don't want to watch this fucking movie. I wasn't a fucking crybaby about it. I walked in and I said, yeah, I'm very excited. Guess what? It was still shocking when Han Solo died. Oh, spoiler alert. Han Solo dies in The Force Awakens, fucker. For those of you that still haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil. Don't tell me about what happens to Han Solo. He fucking dies, but it still came as a shock, even though I knew that at some point in this movie he's gonna die. 
But when it happens, I still went, oh, my God. Can't believe Kylo Ren did that to his own tata. Fucking Kylo, dog. Fucking Kylo, bro. Fucking Solo's dead, man. Oh, fuck. It still tore me up. Han Solo's one of my favorite characters in all the Star Wars movies, period. Han Solo's the fucking man. And he died right in front of me. And I knew he was going to die. Spoiler didn't mean shit to me at that point. So if you didn't see Avengers Endgame and you don't know that fucking Hulk and Black Widow got it on and Hawkeye was there shooting arrows at both of them, I don't know fucking, you know what I mean? I don't know what happened in Endgame. I didn't watch it. And if somebody tells me a spoiler, I'm not going to fucking want to hit him in the face. You know what? You're a jerk for doing that. Shut the fuck up. Go to the movie. Watch it, okay? Ay, rant over. Spoilers. Quit bitching about it. And that brings me. Hold on. I got to take one more drink. Hold on. Mm. Oh, yeah. Budweiser. All right. And that brings me to the end of the podcast here. And we're going to do something we like to call Other News. And for this edition of Other News, we, <laughs> we're going to tell you, man, it's a crappy meal. You ever gone to a restaurant and you fucking, even if it tastes good, you can just tell sometimes. You're like, you know, this ain't going to sit too well with me. I'm not sure I'm feeling this one right here, right now. You ever been there? You ever been to a restaurant and done that? Like it smells good and you're hungry and they bring you the food. And you're like, oh, look at that. That looks real good. And you start eating it and you're like, mm, yeah, that tastes good. Then about halfway through, all of a sudden, your stomach goes. And you go, well, that's not natural. And you just know something going wrong. That's what happened to some people at a pizza restaurant in Springtown, Texas. Now, it wasn't the food. It Well, technically it was the food at this pizza restaurant. But it wasn't all natural ingredients. You see, the restaurant had to close this weekend after it was discovered that employees had put laxatives on at least one pie. You see, on Friday night, the Springtown Police Department got a call about possible food tampering at Mr. Jim's Pizza in Springtown. Right, apparently, Mr. Jim's Pizza is uh, well-known because apparently it's at a certain location. Cabron, Mr. Jim's got pizzas all over Springtown, not just one. Well, apparently, one of the employees had posted on social media that they were putting Miralax, which is a brand of laxatives, on pizza. Now, this is according to Dallas Fox affiliate KDFW-TV. Authorities said three employees admitted putting the laxative on at least one pizza that ended up being eaten unknowingly, are you ready for this, by a co-worker. Now, the employee who ate the pranked pizza got sick, but the people who made the pizza denied putting laxatives on any of the pizzas purchased by the public. Now, we're just fucking around with Jimmy. There's no way we would do it to you, our valued customers, here at Mr. Jim's Pizza in Springdown, Texas. <laughs> Come on down and try our new special. We've got a large, double, triple, three-time, four-time pepperoni pizza that you can come on down and we'll avoid the Miralax. Now, the city's health inspector pulled the business's health permit and shut down the restaurant until an inspection scheduled for today. Okay? Now, as of this afternoon, or, or as, as of the uh, airing of the recording of this podcast, it remained unopened. Mr. Jim's fucking still closed fucking down. 
Now, police have not said whether any criminal charges are going to be filed. Mr. Jim's Pizza sent a statement to uh, the Huffington Post saying that the employees who were involved in this prank have been fired. Mr. Jim ain't going to put up with that bullshit in Springtown, Texas, dog. You fuck around with Miralax, you fuck around in the unemployment line now, Cabron. If I was a manager, that'd have been me. What did you do to Jimmy? Jimmy was the best fucking tosser of the dough, Cabrones. Jimmy was better than all y'all. Now our pizzas are going to look all fucked up, crooked and fucking not round, perfect. Because you fucked around with Jimmy and put laxatives. You guys are fucking stupid. Now our shit's going to look all fucked up. They're not even going to fit in the box. Fuck. We can't even do it because we fucking got shut down. You're fucking fired. Step into my office because you're fucking fired. And there you go. Don't go to Mr. Jim's Pizza in Springtown, Texas. It didn't say exactly which location, so don't go to any of the fucking Mr. Jim's. Okay? Unless you want to end up in the Mr. Toilets. And your, your, Mr., your Mr. Stomach is going to be Mr. Upset. And there you go, kids. Episode 2 of Big Many Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast is over. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you listen and subscribe and download on Podbean, SoundCloud. I'd appreciate the support. Thank you to everybody on Facebook who found out about the podcast this week and liked the Facebook page. Look for Big Benny Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast on Facebook. We're having fun with this, and I appreciate you listening. Until next time, don't go to Mr. Jim's Pizza. I'm out.